Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. This is Daniel Ricardo, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Biffy is a champion! Again, oh. Rob. Oh. Again, <laughs> Rob. <laughs> oh, I couldn't work out what the hell that was for. Ah, that, nothing see. important happened for Beefy all oh, weekend. Never, of course. Yes. Apparently it did. Oh, well. So you foot golf champion again. Foot golf champion of Victoria again, Sure, Rob. this is going to turn people off if the guy who's in charge of everything, organiser, turns up and wins. Just goes, look at me, everyone. I can't help just getting the best scores. Are you winning by a long time? One uh, way? One we way. won. It was a pairs championship. Uh, we shot 72. I think we won by three. Four? Okay. So not bad. I have to, I think the champion song should be saved for more impressive feats than winning football. Rob. Like, it's not, Rob. You just can't get better than winning. Well, I can't help But it. you played that for that, and then you also played it for when New Zealand won the World Test Championship. Yep. I would say one's a bit harder than that. You, I'm not disagreeing. You're bringing down this champion song is for <laughs> people that win something of some prestige. You probably should have played it when I got my 75 on the golf yeah, course. Yeah, but you didn't win anything, Rob. Nah, but I'm going to. Yeah. I like so, the way so, you think. I'm so, not Arguing with that, like so the just, way you yeah. think. Some promise so, on the I played Sandringham again on Saturday. Oh, did you? Yeah, a bit, bit windy, very tough conditions, okay. and uh, had a bit of the old bunker blues, unfortunately. Ooh. But but got some good bunker practice in too, and got okay. to play some good ones as well. Right. Wasn't all disasters. Okay. But I, I just had too many blowout holes, didn't score well. Is this the uh, par 65? The par 65 one, yeah. And what you so, shoot, 80? No, no 80, <laughs> 89. 89? Yeah, but too, there's too many triples on the going the bunkers and all that. And stupid stuff. Like trying to drive the green on one of them, and I went. In, uh, I lost two balls. Oh, okay. Hitting, I hit it too far left into the sh- bushes. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. not good. So I should have taken a five wood out and just yep. gone. Yeah, but more. So. But still, I could have even driven the green with the five iron. Just playing that short. Right. But anyway, that's another story. I made a couple. A great birdie. Made. I, play, I actually didn't play as badly as that score shows. Just when the hole went wrong, it went badly right. wrong, sort of thing. You know. So okay. just blew the card out of it. It's there. It's still it's still kind of there. Driving well. Tough putting on. Rough. Very fast putts. Really? In the middle of winter? Just shaving rock and hard greens, man. Okay. They were a touch slower than last time, but still pretty quick. All right. Yeah. Ah. So I'm going. I'm going all right, Beef. Good. Why did you make us wait outside in the cold for so long then? Before. Oh, well, what are you looking down. for in I your was car? For something in my car and I can't find it. I probably left it at home, but that's all right. It doesn't matter. It's annoying. It's, it's freezing out no, there. It's not cold, Rob. God, you, anyone would think it's winter? It it's, is winter. We're on the downhill slide into summer now. Well, I'm off to the tropics tomorrow of New Zealand. Oh, the tropics of New Zealand. Yeah, that's. What is be. the temperature over there in Auckland right now? Probably about the same. Oh, okay. Um, generally not quite as cold as here, I reckon, but it's still pretty cold. Mm. So that's going to be good. No COVID cases. Two and a half years, I think, since I've been back back home. Two and a half years. That's a long time. I didn't realise that. Yeah, it goes didn't pretty quick. didn't realise that at all. Yeah. And how long are you going for? What's, what's the date tomorrow? Wednesday? Yeah, five days. But then I'm going again in a month. <laughs> I know things got delayed. And yeah. Things, so. I'm looking at doing this Alpine Tongariro trick. And it's going to be covered in snow. 
And I'm going to go... go. When have you ever been interested in <laughs> alpine trekking? Oh, well, because this is proper. This is a, this is a proper... It's, a, it's just a day one. Is this, but oh, it's, it's not an overnighter. But it's Mount Doom. You know, no. Mount Doom off Lord of the Rings. No. Well, it's Mount Narahoe is what it actually Rob, is. Look, why would I know about Lord of the Rings? It's because it's quite popular, Beefy. That's why. <laughs> is it? It was, it was relatively successful franchise, I think oh, you'll really? find. Was it? Yeah, and not to mention the novels. And obviously it's filmed in New Zealand. Yeah. And Mount Narahoe which is a perfect cone-shaped one next to Ruapehu. Right. That is Mount Doom. Right. They use that for the filming. Do they? That's well when done. Frodo's climbing with Samwise Gamgee at the end, climbing up the thing. Yep. And he's going, there's Still. only one thing they didn't do, Sam, is they didn't turn back, Mr. Frodo. They kept, oh no, that's two, two towers, actually. <laughs> See, even you don't what? know. He does a whole, he goes, I can't carry a burden, but I can carry you. Come on. And if, he lifts him over his shoulder and off he goes. Does he go? He if, carries Frodo up, up the mountain on his shoulder because he couldn't make it himself. I thought you were going he to was out of steam. with, um, if I give her any more, she'll blow, Captain. <laughs> I thought that's what was coming. <laughs> oh, that would be a genre merge. Star Trek into Lord of the Rings. Hey, I'll tell you there what. There would be some... I don't see the thing is I don't know how the the Comic Con nerds will respond to that because they would be so strict on the rules that to clash those genres would be a full well, blown you'd be breaking all sorts of codes. Talking there. of hybrid genres, yeah, a little bit later on, I am going to merge worst song in the world mm-hmm. with what is the woke? What You've we, done it with top ten before. What's the woke section called nowadays? Um, Wokepedia. Wokepedia. That's not bad. You call it that? Or, that just it just be woke news or woke news? Yeah. So I'm going to merge the news of the woke merge all that in together tonight okay it's cracking waking the work the title of the bride no i keep telling i'm getting annoyed with this i know you are that's why i keep doing it oh i wrote a great song last week it is a ripper great one (laughs) finally what do you mean (laughs) happy tuesday everybody welcome to the jack links beef jerky 365 days sports radio show the greatest sports radio show on the Planet, this is your weekly instalment of vaguely sporting drivel. Yeah. We like to call it. Terrible on the punts at Saturday, oh, Beef. Oh, disappointing. They had a big multi, and I'm on the way to the to the golf course, right? And I'm listening to Trackside. Yep. They're just talking about all everything that I've picked in my multi that, I, that I've, on my own accord... They're all going, oh, this horse, is, it's all the same ones. I'm going, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm the same as the experts. Right. Getting, driving back, and I sort of stopped the lights on, and I pulled over, rather, to check my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Stopped at the lights. <laughs> and, um, right. Of my eight picks, one of them came in. Well done. One. Well done. One. Like, what's that? It's rubbish, Rob. It's absolutely it's winter. rubbish. Just give it up. The, for yeah. the, the going is variable. Yeah. So horses don't like being in cold trucks yep. for a long time. It's been transported around. Well, that's all you know. I just went, oh, well. Yeah, exactly. That's all you need to do. Go, oh, well. well do, you reckon that's, do you reckon that's the answer? Oh, yeah, well. Just give it what, a- what do you reckon the most dramatic, biggest thing you could possibly encounter and then have it fall apart and just go, oh, well. Wales losing to Denmark the other week, well, 4-0. That was, uh, oh, well, yeah, well, that was a bit like that. Nah, this. but you'd never really expect... Do you reckon Hillary Clinton could have done that after she lost to Trumpy? Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Trumpy said when he lost. No, did he lose? No, he wasn't sure. Actually, he just conceded last week, didn't he? He actually admitted to losing. Really? So it wasn't a fake trial. Well, it wasn't a fake He, he finally said something. But is, yeah. he's going to run again. You think he also announced he that? He's an egomaniac, and he just wants to rule the world. Of course he's going to run again. Mm. 
Oh, he's, he's, he'll be he's like Lazarus, bloke. Rob, because you know his whole thing. He'll be like, Phoenix from the flames! He's back again, risen! He's got to keep the thing, that Jean Grey X-Men. Jean Grey. Yeah, okay. she's she's the Phoenix, Rise of the Phoenix. So long as he brings that dance back, I'm quite happy for him to have another go. You know? He'll be having another uh, go, Rob. Don't I love that, that Trump dance. You remember at the end of the day, he is the greatest president of all time, according <laughs> to him. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I logged on today because something came up on my timeline about... Happy birthday, Sylvester Stallone. I thought, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I logged onto this site to see what other birthdays may hey, be. Hey, your birthday was not long ago, was Ages it? Ages ago. Oh, I said happy birthday, though, didn't Good, I? Well done. I was going to save you some beef pie, but uh, you, were, you were away. We did go away, yes. Yeah, yeah so did. your fault. Went to Queensland for the, for the sun. Yeah. These are the top 10 birthdays of today listed in order What's of, the date today? Uh, June, July. Uh, oh, it's July. July, right. Yeah, yeah, July. July the 6th. Yeah, that's right. Ranked in month. order of importance. It's actually Sabine Legrand, Jordan's group. Joe's uh, wife's happy birthday, uh, happy birthday. Or bon anniversaire because she's French. Yeah, well done, beef. Thanks, yeah. mate. Yeah. So, according to famous birthdays, this is the top ten birthdays in order of importance, right? Number ten. I should play the top ten thing, but I won't. We haven't got time tonight. We've got so much to jam in. The top ten famous people on this day. Birthdays yeah. today. Apart from number ten is Nancy Reagan, who died in 2016. Okay. Yeah. Pau Gasol. Who? Sorry. He's a basketballer. basketballer. Pau Gasol. Was in the NBA, he's 40. Oh, he might have been one of trivia. Might have been. George W. Bush. Wow. 74. Him and Nancy Reagan. Reagan eh? shared a birthday. Yeah. That's a bit dodgy. Uh, 50 Cent. Oh, yeah. He's 45. Curtis. Curtis. Kevin Hart. 41. Oh, wow. So we're going up the, up the charts here. 41. 41. So I'm the same age as Kevin Hart. You are. Amazing. Frida Kahlo, the artist. He's done way more than me. Questionable. Uh, Frida Kahlo, the artist, she died in 1954, but apparently it's her birthday. Free, I don't even know who she is. She's a kind of activist artist. She's very cool right now. Does okay. lots of faces and stuff. But she, you said she's dead. She is. She died in 1954. Oh, so the, the work has been has stood the test of time and is still relevant today. Salvador Dali, yeah. Andy Warhol. That. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone, 74. Monet. Sylvester is 74. 74. The, the Rambo. So up to number three in the charts, Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama himself. 85 Dalai Lama. His first name's not Dalai. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not his I actual name. I don't know what name. his real name is. Good day, Dalai. What's Dalai. Dalai. Oh, Lama boy. What's going on? It's not now. a roll call. Lama. Lama. Smith. <laughs> Smith, yes. <laughs> oh, it have to be something before L. So according to Famous Birthdays, number two, Kalia Bennett. Kalia Bennett. Yeah. Who the hell is that? Kalia Lilia Bennett. 17... YouTube star. Ah, oh, not number him. two. Above, Who, who's a really no, not above not the Dalai Lama and Sylvester Stallone? Clelia Bennett. Number I'll one. Have to send old uh, Jose Sanchez from Rio's <laughs> houses. He, he goes. He goes well at those. Number rallies. one in the famous birthdays yeah. of importance. Yeah. Noah Miller. Who's that? Seventeen. TikTok star. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Number no, one no. birthday, famous birthdays today. Ahead of Sylvester Stallone. And George W. Bush. And George, a president and one of the biggest film stars in the history of planet. Bush, Bush a first lady. Oh, that's ridiculous. Noah, happy birthday, Noah. That's the Noah. first George Bush, if, not the junior. George was, W. Bush, yeah. Yeah. The guy, we, we saw him throw a pitch at the we Astros. We did, in his yeah, wheelchair. Yeah, in his wheelchair, yeah. Um, is he still alive? No. Nah. He's dead. Yeah. So he's dead as well. There you go. So, well, but Rambo's not dead. He definitely isn't. Yeah, but, uh, well, he might be. We no, don't know. If well, no, he, no, he went off into the forest in his white horse, remember? That's a great question. Good trivia question, that. Yeah. Has Stallone ever died in any of his movies? Uh, oh, that's great trivia, that, isn't it? I don't think so. Wow. 
Because he's always the hero that goes, gets through to the end. And I'm flashing through Demolition Man, Cliffhanger, Rambo 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, Rocky 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Profes- assassins, you mean? Not the professional. No, he wasn't in the professional. No, the professional Leon. That's that's assassin. Oh, he was in something. Was they did a weird sex scene in the shower? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? I thought film it was called, called the professional. No, nah, the, the professionals. Leon, Leon the professional. The, the French actor with Natalie Portman. She's a little girl. No, I don't know. Classic film. One of the great films. Gary Oldman plays the bad guy. Well done, Gary. Everyone. Okay, that one. Good work. Bring me everyone. Bring what do you mean everyone? everyone? Everyone! It's a big skit. It's awesome. What, what a, no idea what you're talking about. People who have seen Leon the um, Professional will know the, exactly what I'm talking about. Is he in the Expendables? Did they die? Arnold Schwarzenegger and all the Well, they keep being sequels, so probably not, and no, he's in them. he's in them. So, I don't think so. There you go, listen. You can't make sequels if you die, unless no, you try and do now some... they reverse it. They make prequels instead, so you're still yeah. alive. Oh, you should have seen on Game of Thrones when they <laughs> killed Jon Snow. What was that about? I don't know, I, I, that happen, I said, If he didn't come back somehow, which he did. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. I was going to abandon the show. No. They killed off a bunch of main characters. Like, okay, I can, yeah, deal, I can deal with Bean. it. But you don't kill Jon Snow. And Sean He's Bean. a man. He's, winter he's, is coming. Winter, winter is constantly coming. They, they, in fact, even when it's in winter, they're still saying winter's coming. <laughs> really? I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's very strange. Jon Snow's the moral compass of the entire show. He? He's the only one that's unflappable. He cannot do something morally wrong. The only thing he did do was he did uh, sort of go a bit sneaky on those wildlings lot. Did he? When um, I got no idea. He had, but he had no choice. He had to survive. I, I did see one episode where one of the a blonde haired girl she was flying a dragon. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's old uh, Daenerys. Is it Khaleesi? Those dragons, they had to get them. Those dragons in from Wales, especially imported. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, so St George the Dragon. Sorry, is, is that was the dragon Saint on the flag? St George. Oh no, what's his name? Saint, Saint, George. Da- Saint David. Saint David. Well, he I was, always get that wrong. He was a missionary. Saint, Saint George's George. cross is the English cross. Yes. So sorry about that. So yeah, that's yeah. St. David. I remember it. I remember it. Just took, yeah, yeah. So, so Wales, Wales is still officially the only country on the planet that still has dragons and dragon farms where we can actually breed dragons for okay. the film industry. Yeah. Well, that's impressive. So but, you, yeah. you can't, but you can't see the dragon farms. Yeah. Like, like you really need it's to It's off know. limits. Definitely is off limits. It's, like, like, um, it's not like Hobbiton. Yeah. The dragon farms up in North Wales are kind of, they're pretty secret nowadays. It's like, what do you call those um, special zoology breeding rounds? It's like that one of those yeah one of them captive okay. breeding yeah so then they, they have salmon farms you got the dragon ones yeah hey and, now um leeches, just apparently. so we stop talking bollocks for absolute lies yeah oh what's happening with the euros so semi-final tie rob yeah so england, semi-final tie. Uh, who's england playing denmark we're all danish this week i'm gonna no i'm gonna cheer for england really yeah okay yeah Right. One of the guys I played with on the on Sandrum was a good bloke. He's an English guy. His, his name was also Rob, and he was left-handed. What a good man. Oh, questionable. <laughs> um, From Essex. Tonight is um, Italy and Spain is the other semi. Well, it's on tonight. Yeah. So when oh. you get home from the station. It'll be on. I don't know what time it kicks off, actually. I think it, uh, yeah, probably 8 My flight's so. at 12 tomorrow. Oh, you'll be all right. Yeah. Just see it through, Rob. See it through. I'm just going to pack um, in the morning. And then, obviously, England, Denmark, and they play off for, uh, for the final then. Okay. So it should be a Italy-Denmark final. Hopefully. Nah, England. I want England to be in. Yeah, well, yeah, you would. We've been to Denmark. They're all secretly Aryan race uh, psychos. 
We, 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 we went to that handball match. You tell we me did. there was not. Every single person had blonde hair, blue eyes, white skin, and they were all chanting in unison with their red and white flags. All have all similar that's, colour scheme, isn't it? That's your theory. Isn't e- it? Eerily close. Eerily. Yeah. Or eerily. If they oh, want to do a pun. No, no, I, I don't want to do it. A clever pun oh, from me. Jesus. Um, we got to congratulate Joey Chestnut, by the way. Now, who's, he's, uh, is he the hot dog guy? Well, it was Independence Day, Rob, wasn't he, on the weekend? <laughs> of course, of course. So it was the Nathan's sure, hot dog. But at least eating. I remember who he was. Good. So, people, Joey Chestnut oh. is the world hot dog eating champion. Well, who he is now. Seems to pop up once a year on the show. He does seem to pop up once a year on the show. <laughs> he had to he, he ate. Actually, he's right. He did eat a new world record. <laughs> he ate 76 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. Oh, yuck. 22,800 calories. Yeah. Uh, 1,368 grams of fat. Just pure fat. Oh. Uh, 1,824 grams of carbohydrates, 836 grams of protein. Chestnut, that was his 14th world championship. Mm. I love this. Whoever's Joe Pompliano, whoever Joe Pompliano says, he is officially the greatest athlete of all time, <laughs> which we all know mm. is Phil the Power Taylor. No. So Chestnut is 14 times world champion, Phil Taylor 16 times world champion. But that's sort of bollocks because Tiger Woods was 15 times major champion. Oh, what about Rafael? What about Roger Federer? Twenty-two majors. Well, you got surely that's better than those. Right, hot... I made. We no, had it. No, 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 no. Oh, whoa, whoa. But he got it. Stop saying he's an athlete for a start. He does try. He's a gluttonous. He's extremely good at being gluttonous. It doesn't. It doesn't work. It's a contradiction in terms. I mean, all sport ultimately is somewhat pointless. But there's different. There's varying degrees. <laughs> There's varying degrees. That this is just utterly. This is to be looked down upon. This should be a shameful act. And yet here he is getting picking up 100 G's a year. Yeah, at least for just being a big. I think I a, saw the skinniest chubs you know, there, in the world. There's a documentary about. It. It's actually a really cool one. ESPN 30 for 30. Mm. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called the. Uh, uh, I was going to call it the Hunger Games, but it's mm. probably along those lines. Did you know that North Korea? Um, someone from there who escaped. She describes that their regime is almost identical to the Hunger Games the way it's structured okay I've never seen the Hunger Games as well by the way uh, um, they've got 12 zones so if you the see the SPM 30 for 30 are on the please outside please look for the uh, hot dog eating uh, documentary it's pretty cool because it does show Joey Chestnut practicing right practicing yeah oh yeah. and he, it, they go through the whole rivalry with Kobayashi surely he's going to get cancer or maybe he's got some superhuman um, well from all that fake meat mm. it's all mutated rank does fake weird meat stuff. give you cancer is that the process uh, I think no, it's it's um, carcinogenic okay. that carcinogenic stuff and often and cured meats. I think went once uh, turned carcinogenic are particularly uh, I'm bad. I'm not sure that these hot dogs are cured somehow. Nah, highly processed. But it's still just fake. Yeah, the yeah. fakeness. In response, we got off track a little. Maybe bit. he can donate his money to cancer. He's actually lost weight over the years, mm. which is the weirdest thing. Because okay. when he started, he was quite a big chap. Right. He's actually kind of honed his body. Okay. Through the training, Rob, the athletic regime. Yeah. yeah. And he's not, you'd think he would put on more and more weight. Mm. Now, talking of that, the precursor to the hot dog eating championship mm. is a sculling contest mm. where you, you basically get a big jug. I think it's lemonade, right? Yeah. And I would imagine, I think it's probably a gallon. So what's that, three and a half, four litres? Yeah, so, I think so. It's a, an Amer- American lemonade, so not bubbly, like just flat, yeah, like, flat lemon like juice. Like solo, if we could uh, but say the, But their lemonade isn't bubbly. Like solo? No, solo's got a bit well, of it's bubbles. It's got a, a little bit, yeah. Anyway, you have to skull this jar of, I'm not even sure if it's lemonade, but I think it is. You have to. Three and a half litres is an American gallon. The guy that won it, he is 40 stones. He is 250 kilos. 
I reckon. Right. He's an absolute monster. Yeah. So one of these ones that is close to being full-time bedridden. He's like he's on the border. Yeah. Now, so is he one of the ones that, that has his legs like rolls over the, on his legs? Quite possible. I didn't quite see his legs. I'm just saying okay. he's a big guy. I know. I'm pretty sure he's also the world donut eating champion, but I could be wrong on that. I don't. Yeah. Know, I can't remember his name. So if he if he had to fly in a plane, book three seats. He'd have the emergency exit row yeah, to, himself. to himself. But will that still unbalance the plane? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Okay. So you should have played your, the fat athletes thing if you want to talk about this bloke. Yeah, well, do, 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 I didn't even do, think about do, it until why, we said. Oh, why did you have to go and eat <laughs> all those pies? Because that's his job, is to that eat is, all the pies. That's his job, or donuts yeah, yeah. in his case. So in regards to that, congratulations to Joey Chestnut. But we got off track again. I am going to do a, th- a thesis-type document evaluating who the best individual sportsman of all time is. We're going to have a waiting system. Don't turn your face up like that. You can't call that a thesis. Somebody's got to do it, Rob. Nobody's done it properly. I've looked into this. Nobody has done this. But there was, But you've got to take into account many, many variables. Yes, In exactly. terms of There's a levels waiting of effort. system. I so you, you could even classify into proper athletes. Right. Um, but no, there's games of chiming, skill, Rob. There's Everything will have some element of skill involved. Right, yeah. Positive for society, neutral. Positive for um, society. Se- sending, sending our civilization <laughs> backward at a rate of knots. Right. Uh, hot dog eating is sending our civilization backward. Right. Yeah. So if Charlie Andrews, though, yeah. was a 20-time world champion, is that moving our civilization forward? Well, that's a neutral run, you see. Oh, is because it? Because there's considerable <laughs> effort required to become a jouster. Is. However, as I've said many times in this show, this is a sport that expired through... A, 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 Evolution, the natural process so of natural evol- evolution, natural selection, <laughs> said we're now beyond riding on horses and uh, shoving planks of wood through each other's necks. <laughs> We've moved on as a people nowadays. As he plays at a Renaissance fair, obviously, yes. he performs. Um, so, so that's one that. Uh, it has to go the neutral because you can't right. you cannot deny the athleticism and courage that it takes to do it, but you must acknowledge the stupidity of partaking. Right. <laughs> anyway, I am going to write this thing. I'm going to work out a weighting system. It is going to be based on world championships mm. mainly because golf and tennis throw a few spanners in the work. The fact that they are four majors a year. Yeah. Right. We have to get. Over that, we have to work out some sort of system to accommodate that. Oh, this is going to be this is going to be a long document. I'm glad you recognise the amount of work but and is, research. Rob, is this, research is this going to be like the written uh, almost parallel in terms of the effort for pointlessness as our great journey? The course, it, it's going to be a reference <laughs> reference document for the uh, for the people. Okay, it's going to be viral because radio stations and TV There's, companies around the world are going to want to know. They're going to want to discuss it. It's going to be... want to just argue the point that Phil Taylor. Is the greatest sportsman of all time. Your 100-page document's going to be viral. Because oh, yeah. vi- vi- I'm going to rank You know, sport- It's viral. Some woman who puts a Chewbacca mask on and starts laughing in a car. Yeah. That went viral. Oh, what's she called? Do you, do you, 
What? What's this? Noah Miller, 17 TikTok star, number Did, one. Oh, exactly. Hey, I saw a great clip before it came of someone celebrating born on the 4th of July. There was a, a tow, a big carpet sort of type of contraption getting towed by a ute, and he's on the back of it. They've put his bench press on. He's got no short. He's doing bench presses while the car's driving. There's fireworks around him going off, and they're blaring out Hulk Hogan's, I am a real American. Oh, Fight for the rights of every man. <laughs> And then he gets up, he turns his firecracker into a machine gun, and he's shooting fireworks out of the gun, just driving around his acreage, getting towed around. (laughs) It's a great way to spend, and he's got Star Spangled Banner shorts on. Of course he is. Yeah. Of course he is. Um, So, why was that relevant? It wasn't really. Okay. Anyway, well, talking about real Americans, I'm going to throw a TJ there, we've got a special guest Oh, we're talking about stuff that goes viral. Yeah, yeah. So, Beefy's thesis is going to go viral. You're going to... That's what we should do on this. We should do our silent reading show. Be- Beefy silent reads his sports thesis on the on the radio show. Oh, don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it's going to be an audio book, Rob. You're going to just hear me reading lists of sportsmen. <laughs> well, I'm going to pre-tease a bit later on. We have a special guest coming up. Great. Who is, I can't believe he's decided to come on. We get, <laughs> we're waking him up early as well because he's in Texas. Yep. So I just can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Hey, bro. If we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass... No grass? Would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro, who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Dane Swan, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be... It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Do you remember the Animal Olympics that was on? It was an animated uh, thing, and it was um, basically all the com- they competed in all the athletes, uh, sorry, in all the sports, right? Yeah. The Olympic sports, but there's animals doing okay. it. And it was this long, hour and a half long cartoon, and it had wow, it had songs and stuff as well. Okay, as well, must have been a New Zealand um, thing. No, it was it was American because I'm sure one of the voices was uh, what's his name of City James Slickers? James Earl Jones of City Slickers. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Good. Well done, Beef. Thanks, you know mate. you know that film? I've seen Billy Crystal. Jack Lemmon, yeah. I think, is the uh, cowboy. Dies. They yeah. bring him back to life. Yeah, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Okay, didn't know that. He's, he hosts Ripley's Believe It or <laughs> Not. He? Okay. That's where I knew him from. <laughs> right. No, I never saw the Animal Olympics cartoon with Billy Crystal and Jack okay. Lemmon. Well, anyway, because that had songs in it as okay. well. Down, 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 down into the water, going down, 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 right. down into the water. I remember that song. Right. Okay. And and that's how it goes. I found it on YouTube the other night. Well, we'll have to do that next <laughs> week. It's a bit late to do this week, obviously. <laughs> right. We mentioned the Euros earlier. Uh, this is one I don't think we ever did. We should have done. I think we may have mentioned it in, when we do football songs. It's in relation to England getting to the semi-finals. This is one of their more well-known football songs. It wasn't the official England song of the 98 World Cup, but it was probably the most well-known. Um, written by Alex James from Blur. What year did you say? 98. Still referred to now, even 23 years later. That's yeah. how uh, famous it is. Written uh, The lyrics are wi- written by a Welshman, though. So it's, no it's written... Was it sung by Damon 
What's his no, name? No, no, Alex James, co-written by, he did the music, Alex James of Blur. Ah, right. And Guy Pratt, actually, of Blur, they did the music. This got to number two in the UK singles chart in ni- 1998. And guess what was number one? In Three, 1998? A, a, ahead of this one. Ace of Bass? No. Three lines on a shirt. Oh, That Jesus. was number one. And Fat Les, Vindaloo, <laughs> was number two. So you want to hear uh, a bit of Fat Les? Yeah. So you get the gist. It just goes on like that. that um, that's great. <laughs> it is. It's that is cool. so good. It's see, but it's the marching drum beat. It well, just gets. It this, just gets you going. This song shrouded in controversy because the song sounded a little too much like a hooligans anthem for some observers, and the BBC thought the band were deliberately waking the ghost of an earlier racial incident on the BBC TV programme, The Late Show. Keith Allen, who wrote the lyrics to this, got into an extremely heated row with the panel over his view that comedy was now being hamstrung to appease rules of political correctness. Just before storming off the live broadcast, Allen stormed at an Asian member of the panel, Farouk Dondi, that, It's not a chip you got on your shoulder, mate! It's a effing vindaloo! <laughs> and hence why this. And the, the funniest thing is, Vindaloo's actually from Portugal. Really? It's not really Indian, yeah. What, what's it's what's a the difference anyway? Cuisine. Why can't you just say we all love Vindaloo? I don't what's know. wrong with that? I don't know. 
no. The video's quite cool as well. It's a parody. I love Vindaloo. On the Verve um, Bit Sweet Symphony when they're walking through the streets. Okay. And the crowd get bigger and bigger. It's got Lily Allen and David Williams and Matt Lucas. Right. That's a great tune. You just, it's, the production, on, by the way, is fantastic. Oh, yeah. The yes. sound on the drums and the and that bass sound, I love it too. Sound, yeah. Or you can sort of tell that Blur's involved in there somewhere. Mm. The way that that's come together for me. Right. I mean, because, you know, I mean, they do, they've got a couple of songs, sort of big uh, sing-along type songs, you know. Over 600,000 copies were sold. That's almost one of the best, actual, (laughs) in terms of getting a crowd singing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would just, that would go very well. It gets rolled out all the time. Oh, so they still do, yeah, yeah. I I reckon I have heard it. Vindaloo, yeah, of course we have. Now, I said we're going to hybrid Oh, uh, that's right, that's right, yep, yep. This is Woke News. Oh, A primary school pulls fun Euros video of pupils performing Vindaloo after parents complained it's mindless hooliganism, Rob! Mindless hooliganism! Primary school is forced to suspend its Twitter account after parents labelled a fun football video showing pupils performing Vindaloo as mindless hooliganism. Kids as young as five painted their faces with the St. George's flag, dressed up and decorated classrooms to celebrate their national team in the Euros ahead of Wednesday's game. Staff at Flake Fleet Primary School in Fleetwood, Lancashire, made the three-minute video alongside a backing track of Fat Les's Vindaloo to lift spirits following months of tight lockdown restrictions. The video has received over 100,000 views online and warmed the hearts of mums and dads. But they took it down. They had to take it down. They didn't have to take it down. This, this is the thing. This is the thing. I know we don't have a great reach, Beefy. We've we got, do, I've got, We've got a few listeners out there, people listening. Do. Stop doing what they ask of you if you believe they are wrong. And they are wrong. You're just having fun singing a silly song. It's fun to sing silly songs when you're a kid. It's fun to get dressed up and paint your face and march around and have fun. It's not some colonial display or some crap or whatever the hell you're trying to reference here. It's not necessarily even hooliganism. It's just singing and having fun. It was having fun. Uh, One parent... Just to stop, stop, stop bowing down to these people and just if people complain, just going, okay, yeah, we're sorry, we'll pull it. Say no, go away. One parent who describes himself as a father and council candidate tweeted, it's disgusting behaviour. These children are being pressed to participate in by the school. I have a seven-year-old child. I absolutely do not want her to be exposed to this kind of mindless hooliganism. Another troll branded the innocent children a sea of aggressive white faces. And another said, it disgusted and worried me. The fact that I'm insulted and told I don't love this country just for criticising the song says it all. It's nasty. The kids are beaming in the video as they run through corridors and across the school fields, waving the St. George's flag. Mm -hmm. Loving life. They're English. They're in England. They're waving their country's flag. Yeah. If you're not proud of your country, what are you on about? Yeah, that's right. Andrew Brigden, the Tory MP for Leicester, said, Once again, the Wokarati are seeking to subvert our culture, belief system and national pride by crying wolf! over a bit of child's play and a chance for children to share in a moment of national sporting pride. I wonder how long before the headmaster is forced into hiding by these extremists! Mm -hmm. The time has come for the fair-minded majority to stop just shrugging their shoulders and finally say, we can no longer tolerate this degree of intolerance. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, local Labour MP Kat Smith said, Having visited Flakewood School last week, I can tell you it's an exceptional primary school under strong leadership, and they consistently inspire the young people who are lucky enough to attend. One of the nicest things the schools does, which gives the public insight into what they do, are these videos with the children around current events. I love the football video, and being a huge England fan myself, I can say I think it might actually be coming home this year. What more inspiration can these children get? So this is interesting. Toby Young of the Campaign for Free Speech movement said, are there no depths to which these finger-wagging killjoys won't stoop? Mm-hmm. I dare say that if these children had painted their faces with the flag of the European Union or Denmark, the same scolds would have congratulated the school on teaching the children a valuable lesson about the International Brotherhood of Man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even going to go in, but I'm glad that there was a voice that was more in line with my own. Yeah. And they didn't just say, this is disgusting, it should be taken down, and that's the end of it. Rob Halfen, for Tory MP for Harlow, says, Wokery gone mad, I tell you! Mm-hmm. Wokery gone mad, people! <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, I told you I was going to merge it. In- well, it was great merge, Beefy. And uh, I was significantly annoyed. Significantly. <laughs> um, I really, really enjoyed the song. Thought great it was song. great and pleased to hear the kids get involved and people want to tear it down. Is this some sort yeah. of display of. Here's an interesting one for you. Hooliganism, along, apparently. Along the uh, woke news kind of uh, yep. direction. Direction. The governing body for high school sports in California on Wednesday stripped a Southern California high school of its basketball division championship after some of its players threw tortillas at the opposition team, which was from a largely Latino school. Coronado High School will lose its Boys Division 4A Regional Championship because of the degrading and demeaning behavior following the June 19 Division Championship game, according to a statement from the California Interscholastic Federation. At least two students from mostly white Coronado High were captured on video throwing tortillas in the air toward the other team after a 60-57 victory over Orange Glen High School of Escondido. Coronado High alumnus who provided the tortillas to players said throwing them was a tradition at a college he attended the University of California, Santa Barbara, that is the uh, banana slugs. Right. Luke Cerner said he is of half Mexican descent and that there was absolutely no racial intent behind that action. So it's a tradition, just an old tradition. Well, not a tradition at this school. This is a tradition some other guy at some other college kind of right tried to impose yeah i can see that why that one went wrong it did it did go wrong (laughs) now we do make fun of wokeness and stuff that but this is a little bit insensitive that that, that one i can see why it went wrong there yeah maybe the intent wasn't to that but uh not not well thought through that one i'll I'll, I'll, I'll concede on that one um all other school sports teams administrators athletes colleges and athletic directors must now take a sportsmanship workshop before being allowed to host postseason contests Workshop must include racial and cultural sensitivity training, and school administrators and athletic directors must undergo game management training as well. Mm-hmm. So at least they're doing something about it and saying, look, you can't do this stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's not Benny Hill. I'm not sure if it requires a full retrain. It's just say, just think a bit more. It's an awareness time. thing. That's it's an awareness it thing. You've just got to be aware of what's going on. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of pre-planning uh, involved in that. Well, the I worst thing is, about it. this guy had brought tacos to the yeah. game. So, is it one of the fathers or something? Or I think so. Okay, so old Bernard, oh. old boy. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's what makes it even worse. I think the fact that uh, oh, yeah, not very, not very smart that one. No, I won't call that woke as such. That's more common sense. <laughs> that's that's right. common sense, beefy. That's right. Common sense is the foundation there. of my DNA, people. Yep. Hi, I'm Ronnie O'Sullivan, and this is 365 Days of Sport.
That music can only mean one thing, people. It's challenge time. What happened last week? Uh, that's a great question. I think you I th- won. I think I did. Yeah, yeah, I think you did win. Mind you, we're still reeling from the nil-nil a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that was a shame. We are reeling. There's now, what? I've got a bone to pick with you. What's that? You quiz me on Welsh rugby yeah. questions, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The last question I had for the win yeah. was, which BBC TV sports personality yeah. right, does the rugby and bang, 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 play yeah. for Wales, whatever? Yeah. The answer was Ray Gravel. Yeah. Right? Ray Gravel died in 2007. <laughs> right? And your question was, which BBC TV, who's still, you know, as an expert commentator on the rugby? I don't know. I just got off the internet. Yeah. You got a quiz from 2003, Rob. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't, know, I don't know when the quiz was written. <laughs> a long time ago. Mind you, they it still... It might have said he was no longer with us, and maybe I missed it out. Maybe. <laughs> Getting trickier, trickier. Uh, it's a quiz, people. We do ask each other you questions. should have got it. Sports trivia. <laughs> Could be from No excuses any... for the world sports quiz. Yeah, sports that's right. Fans. I should have known. Is I should it... have known that and somebody that died in 2007 was a current question. And now, potentially, even uh, a totally original sports thesis. Yeah. Don't worry. That's my MB- yeah. MBA of sports Rob. Uh, doctor, doctorate. Doctorate. Doctor Beef. Oh, how good would that be? It will never be. Beefy. PhD. <laughs> It'll be one of those dodgy Patch Adams uh, doctors. Dr. Robert. N- not a proper one. Anyway, right, it's a quiz people. We ask each other sports trivia questions. Whether they're current or not, who knows? Yeah. Anyway, best of five penalty shootout style. I'm going to kick off as usual. Here's an easy one for you, Rob. Question one. Which country won the first ever Soccer World Cup? Back to basics. Uh, I don't know, but I think it's Brazil. You're in the right area. It's Argentina. Uruguay. You're, oh, somewhere I had to come across that. When it was at 9.30 or something? No, it was exactly 9.30. Yeah, right? that's, I think uh, that's, some, that's popped up at some point. Uh, well, next time. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, I've got a US-dominated one, potentially. Okay. Uh, okay. Who is the only Hall of Fame quarterback that is left-handed? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. It's Steve Young from the San Francisco 49ers. That's correct, the beef, beef stock. Yeah. Good work, 49ers. He's the only left-handed quarterback in the Hall of Fame, is he? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 87 through 99, 49ers. Bang on. Anyway, good question. like that. Well yeah, done. good. No worries. Uh, question two. Which company sponsored the wing-walking team at the World Air Games in Dubai in 2015? The World Air... That's the... Sorry, the, the wing-walking. The wing-walking girls, yeah. Which company were their sponsors? My, my mind went straight to Red Bull. No, it wasn't Red Bull. Nah. Breitling. What the was, hell is Breitling? I think they make watches. They're meat watches. They make <laughs> They make watches. They sponsor okay. a lot. And I, think they I didn't make... realise watching meat would be a, <laughs> uh, if, a, uh, even an o- occupation. If let that was an occupation, <laughs> I'd be all over it. <laughs> let alone something with which to yeah, they spon- start an entire company make, with which. As well, they make aviation um, telemetry as well, so hence why they're involved. But we are brightly. so extremely good at watching meat yeah. that we have built a new company around it. <laughs> Um, who is the most winningest coach in NFL history? Don Shula. Oh, got him straight away. Okay, I'm gonna get. You. I think the other ones are really hard, so I'm okay. gonna get you on the next. You pick my team. Two from two. Pick my team with Don Shula, though. Who's your team? Miami Dolphins. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. I never knew that. I oh, didn't. Yeah. Nah. Oh, yes. Ace Ventura. Who is Australia's limited overs cricket captain? Well, it's not Steve Smith. Uh, I just can't even remember who the team is. <laughs> Who are the opening bats? It's that guy that always, um, 
Yeah, it's the, it's the opener. What's his name? Uh, beefy, chunky guy who hits a bit of a tonker, but often is in bad form. You know the guy's name? Opening bat. Dum Dum Davy. Finch. Finch. Aaron Finch. Good work, bro. Yes, Aaron got it. Finch. It came to me eventually. Uh, okay, I'm on the board then. You are. 2-1. 2-1. What basketball move was banned from 1967 to 1976? I'm going to say the alley-oop. Mm. Slam dunk? Slam dunk. Okay, yeah. One of the two. Well, alley-oop was kind of a slam dunk as well. Well, but they, well, they throw, throw up in the air, up. but yeah, that's all right. No worries. It's sort of the only thing to go for, but unfortunately... Well, you've got a you've got a basketball question as well, question four. Oh, no. NBA legend Larry Bird yeah. coached what team... In an NBA Finals loss to Phil Jackson's Los Angeles Lakers in 2000, their only NBA Finals appearance. In 2000? 2000, yeah. And Seattle Supersonics. When was, I, when, when was I watching a lot? No, he wasn't coaching around then. The Utah Jazz. Nah, I don't think the Celtics have been there. So I'm just trying to think back to year 2000. What was I doing around then? The Orlando Magic were around then with Shaq. And Charles Barkley with the Suns. Lost to the Lakers. Yeah. Who's a random team? I don't know. Oh, the Charlotte Hornets. You're in the ballpark of those random teams. Yeah. Indiana Pacers. Oh, I never would even remember that. Indiana Pacers. They're an easily forgettable team. Reggie Jackson, wasn't he the man at Indiana? Reggie Jackson? He was a baseball player. He was. There was definitely somebody. I don't know. I don't know either. That was a hard one, Beef. Yeah, it all was right. a bit hard. All right, so I've got to get all the rest. All I think you're going to. I think you actually think you're going to get all the, these. All one of I th- the rest. I think you're going to get all of these. Okay, cool. Which team won the first Super Bowl ever? Oh, Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yep. Yep. Three one. Oh. It's Wimbledon's on right now. Yep. Who was the last non-European to win the Wimbledon Men's Championship? Okay. Oh, I have to go way back here. No Russians. No Australians. Pat Rafter. South Americans, Marcello Rios is down there. Nice! Chilean. I love that. Marcello Rios. That's a name from the past. Oh, I know. Peace Ambrose. Close. I think he was 2000. Was this, on... this was in 2002. Agassi. Nope. Michael Chang. No, he's not Michael Chang. Michael Chang. Um, is Washington? <laughs> I think he got the final night. He got the final. Um, no, he's a con man. Crook. Owes me $50,000. <laughs> Leighton Hewitt. Leighton oh, Hewitt. Jeez. God, he has to go back a long, long way. 2002. Oh. In that year, actually, I think uh, the Aussies... Because if I was going to go Australian, I was going to go Pet Rafter. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone... I don't think... Did Rafter Wimbledon? I don't, yes, can't did. remember. Yes, he, he did win I thought Wimbledon in the US, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in the four, in those four years, I think Rafter got to the final twice. Hewitt. And you forget the poo. The poo got to the final I, as I, well. I, I did think of him, but I knew that was a long never, time ago. He didn't win anything, though, the poo. Yeah. Well, you'll get this Give one. Give me the last one, Rob. Which team plays at the oldest stadium in the NFL? It's probably Chicago Bears, Soldier Field. What's your answer? Yes, yeah, Chicago Bears, Soldier Field. Correct. Ooh. Oh, four for beef. I'm good on the NFL, Rob. Yeah, well, that's why. Unless but you, I you just... get it to me from the fifties. Yeah, um, I'll do. I'll go back to the fifties next time. Thanks, mate. Soldier Field. Yeah, that's got to be. Cool. Have I got any more left? No, that's it. Well, one, four, one. I only got one. You got one. Probably two hard questions. They were a little bit. The NBA. You're getting golf tough. again next week. Golf, tennis, horse up racing, on my horse racing, horse racing, and <laughs> Melbourne Cup special for beef. Ah, oh, right. Thanks. <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, I thought about what we could do. We could nominate subjects and have like a mastermind five questions. Oh, on. but there's too much effort in that. Fair no, enough. No, no, That's no. all right. If you don't want to do any no. research and stuff, I totally agree. It takes ages to do that. <laughs> Unless you have a special feature where we have a mastermind challenge. That could be one. Well, think about it. Anyway. And there's an actual timer, so you've got to answer quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have your specialist subject yeah, and then yeah. you have general knowledge. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I love it when we do production meetings on air, Rob. Considering we have no production meetings ever and we never nah. have done in the past. Yeah. Anyway. we got to get, we got to, at some point we've got to talk. This is, um... Huh? Hey, did you hear about Kevin? No. He's in Australia too. Spreading himself a bit thin. Yeah. Everyone wants a slice of Kevin. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. The world has come between us. Our lives have come between us Still I know you just don't care And I said, what about breakfast at Tiffany? She said, I think I remember the film And as I recall, I think we both kind of liked it And I said, well, that's the one thing we guitar part at the end that's the best part oh i hear it every day it's the best one of all time <laughs> i hate to tell you this but we're actually live on air okay good. <laughs> good now i haven't announced anything but you heard the song deep blue something i am proud to welcome it to 365 days of sport a man that i'm not sure we ever crossed paths at the university of north texas the old mean green fighting eagles but i did manage to see these guys at rick's bar back in 1994 it is the amazing toby pipes from deep blue something <laughs> we haven't got the sound effects unfortunately toby we've i'm sorry i have to apologize for waking you up this early in the in the texas summer but I'm sure the air no, conditioning is a, on. You got a musician up at 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, a 50-year-old musician as well. Happy birthday, by the hey, way, for last week. We don't need to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid Wikipedia is far too accessible. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Man, I can't believe... Uh, is Rick still there? I don't think Rick's is still there uh, at the moment. I think it turned into something else. Mind you, they bulldozed Fry Street anyway uh, and replaced it with lots of things. I think the only place that we would still know in Denton would be Rip Rocks. 
Oh, really? That's still. The, but what happened to Fry Street? Is it all like apartments now? Or yeah, something? I think so. I think they kind of knocked it down and built some new stuff. And on the other side of uh, of Fry Street, I think they built some new fancy bars and places that uh, that yeah. After I think the Flying Tomato burnt down, um, uh-huh. so and I think it all got replaced after that. But uh, yeah, I think all the kids now go to uh, downtown, which is cool. But uh, you know, like when we were there, no one ever went. No, that's very true. The old Golden Triangle. Yeah. Was that the mall? I think so. Yeah, I went there like once. It's weird, right? <laughs> now I've got a I've got a bit of a story. I was in I was at University of North Texas ninety three, ninety four. I managed to catch you guys probably by accident. I was probably trying to uh, impress a girl or three at the time. It was kind of my last few weekends in Denton. I saw you guys, didn't really know what was going on. I ended up going to Australia for a year, came mm-hmm. back to the UK because I'm from Wales. In the week that I got back, we turned on the TV, Top of the Pops was on on a Thursday night as it used to be then. My dad calls me and he goes, Beefy, you never believe this, there's a band from Denton on the TV. And I went, well, the only band I can know is Deep Blue Something. And he goes, yeah, that's them! And uh, all of a sudden, unbelievably, you were number one in the UK and rocked our worlds, basically. Yeah, well, I mean, back then, it's probably a good thing that there wasn't phones and social media. Pictures of awful stuff aren't everywhere. (laughs) But we also, you know, a lot of people in Texas and the US didn't know all the stuff we were doing everywhere else. So, I mean, what were we going to do? Just call all of our friends and go, guess what we're doing? You know what I mean? So a lot of that stuff in Europe and England and everything that we did over there, no one really knew about it. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I mean, what, there was no place to post anything or do anything like that. So it was kind of hidden from everybody. Mm-hmm. And then when we'd get back and people would just be like, what were you guys doing? And we we're like, we were on top of the pops. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but no one knew anything about any of that stuff. It was mm-hmm. really funny. I was actually going to ask, though, this is Rob speaking, we haven't actually uh, been introduced, but uh, here yeah. I am. I, I watched an interview with you uh, just recently, and um, he was sort of talking about the early days, and about, about his second question, and he goes, oh, and then you released Breakfast at Tiffany's, but that was, the fair bit went on before that, before he got to that point, and I often, my, one of my favourite parts of any band's story is what they were before they, they got that break or whatever, and the, the first, uh, the, the rise to getting there, and I just want to know how you reflect upon those early years before Breakfast and Tiffany's uh, was released, um, you know, and before you, you know, working towards uh, 11th Song, your first album, and mm-hmm. um, and whether you sort of romanticised that time as it was a great time or whether it was just, you know, you're romanticising what was actually a bit of a pain in the ass or what was it like those early years? <laughs> well, I mean, it was a struggle, but it was like, it was probably the best time because, yeah. you know, at that point, Tiffany's was like, I mean, we would play that song like four or five in the set. <laughs> It wasn't, no one really, I mean, people liked the song and everything, but it wasn't like this closing song that we have to play and that anyone really cared about. We had like three or four other songs that everyone liked. And then, so around the South, we would play Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas, New Mexico, places like that. And things were going really well, like in you know, we could sell places out and things were going great. And then uh, the Tiffany's thing was just an accident that somebody in Dallas, there was a station called The Edge and they, uh, we were playing one of their festivals and they put that song in the background of the commercial mm-hmm. for the festival that we were playing. And then uh, people started requesting the commercial. But it, it was kind of cool to, uh, you know, 
at the time it was a pain in the ass, like you said, but yeah. it's also kind of the struggle's fun with a band. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like we were just going to school and playing like three, four times a week all over the South, and that's fun. You know, you just get in a suburban or a van and cruise around with your buddies and staying on couches and, you know, random people's couches and things like that. Exactly. Well, you know, whatever crappy hotel the club would set you up in. But it was all cool. It was like uh, you could tolerate a lot more stuff back then. So it was uh, it was fun to do. It's always better to look back on. I'm sure at the time we were probably (laughs) bitching and moaning about everything (laughs) all the time. But um, we had a ton of fun. And then uh, at some point, you're actually paying like your. we all lived in the same house. So you, when you eventually start paying your rent because of shows was mm. like, we thought we were massive at yeah. that point. Like we couldn't <laughs> believe that we actually made enough money to pay our rent. That yeah, was crazy. Yeah. I've still got one of those uh, KDGE 97 for the edge uh, mix CD somewhere. I think it's got uh, yeah. Toad the Wet Sprocket on and uh, a few of those uh, <laughs> cracking bands. I think James are actually on it for some reason, which is a bit weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually played with Toad the Wet Sprocket like two years ago. <laughs> Uh, those guys, um, they still do pretty good. They're man, they're super hippie guys, but uh, in California, but they do well. They can sell out like House of Blues and places like that still. <laughs> now, one of the reasons we've got you on because this is supposed to be a sports show generally. Now, when me and Rob started doing the show, our vision was to kind of meld the world of sport and music and find because there's not too many music people that have a massive love of sport or really enjoy it. But I know for a fact you're a massive soccer fan, or can we call it? football in this day and age for for americans yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can go with we can go with football that yeah. works great as a texan I mean, growing mm-hmm. up in the 80s and 90s, there wasn't too much football going on unless you were of, of Latino descent, really. How did you <laughs> How did your love of football start? And I've, I saw a little clip of uh, you put on Instagram or something the other week where you had all these scarves from teams from all around the world. I need to ask you, who is your preferred team of choice? And if it is the Houston Dynamo, then so be it. But uh, okay, how, well, did you get, how did you get into football? <laughs> well, I like the Dynamo just because I'm close to him right here, but... Uh... Uh, and you're not going to like this, and no one ever likes it, but I'm a, I'm a Man United fan. Oh. Yeah, you're right. We're not going to like it. <laughs> right, that I was know. Toby Pipes. <laughs> I know. I know. Everyone hates that, but I'm like, hey, I liked it ever since uh, ever since Cantona scissor kicked that guy in the chest. <laughs> that fan, I was like, that's this is my team for sure. I think, didn't Ash have that on like a record cover or something? Probably. Like, uh, of Cantona doing that, but it's like, for some reason, I don't know why, but you also got to understand growing up we didn't get you know he would only get so many games like late at night a taped game on uh or i mean a rerun of like newcastle man united for some reason like norwich city i mean you're Uh, probably in the same boat as me when i was at unt in 93 94 the only way you could watch football was on pbs on a monday afternoon that's what i mean and and you you didn't have a lot of choices of who you got it was like whatever it was and so um I just picked Man United a long, long time ago. and uh, I can't imagine you're good friends with Oasis. They're Man City fans. Yeah, they're all Man City. And all the New Order guys are Man City too, right? Right, okay. <laughs> I think the only band I know 
that's a Man United fan is like, isn't the singer like Simply Red? And oh uh, yeah, yeah, he is a massive yeah. Man United fan. You're right, yeah. Mick Hucknall yeah, and a few other people, but it's like, hey, what can I do? You well, know? the main thing is you stuck with them. That's the one good thing. It's you're not a fair weather fan. You do, you as long as you stick with them, I'm, I can live with that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's been. It, it, I mean, I'm not going to say it's been rough. It's like you know, it's I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. It's like saying you, know, oh, you really <laughs> are unlikable, aren't you? <laughs> It's like the last 10 years have been rough, but you're like, okay, but you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, so it's like, it hasn't been that rough. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing is like liking Man United. It's like, God, we call you up at 8 o'clock in the morning it's and you're sitting bad. there having to defend your sports team choices. Like, this has been rough, isn't it? Well, this is I very. Can't help it that I just, hey, what, am, I, am I not supposed to be a Cowboys fan? I'm in Texas. Yeah. Well, you could have switched I mean, to the uh, Texans, though, seeing as you're closer to Houston than you are Dallas nowadays. Yeah, but I was in Dallas, though. Yeah. I see, I grew up in Huntsville, which is in between Houston and Dallas. So in the late 70s, early 80s, you made your choice of which teams. You either like the Oilers or the Cowboys. So I picked the Cowboys, and you picked the Astros over the uh, Rangers mm. for baseball. Yeah. Is that weird? No. That works well. We've been to an Astros game. We did. We went to the yeah. Astros. We saw them play the Royals at the uh, Minute Maid Park. It's cool, right? It is cool. Yeah. It's got a little train going yeah. around. It, it has it. got the train. Yeah. 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 That's right. <laughs> so with Deep Blue Something and, you, and your love of football, obviously you got to travel the world. Did you get to go and watch football where you were on tour? Or did you arrange your tours around football games? No, but we, we were... There was a, a lady that worked for uh, Universal. Her name was Ruth, and she set us up with a, a Wimbledon. They weren't in the championship. I think they might have been. They might not have been Premier League or whatever, but she was from there. And so they set us up with, it might have been an FA Cup game, but they set us up with tickets, and we were all going to uh, the game. And that morning, we get a letter under our door, and we're like, you're not going to the game. There's three interviews set up today. Oh. You can't make it. And we were just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we uh, that got taken away. So I've never made a Premier League game. Oh, I've no. seen, man, you play at Reliant in Houston. You know when they do that summer stuff? Yeah. What do they call that? They call it something. Um, it's what, uh, we have a, whatever it is. Yeah. You know when they play, but you know all the guys were playing. It wasn't like it was all the subs or anything. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see them in that giant uh, Reliant uh, Stadium. But it wasn't a real game. So I haven't I haven't made a Premier League game. What about you? How many of y'all? Oh, Beefy would have been to that many. Oh, wouldn't be able to count. Yeah. I, I've never been to one actually. Yeah, but yeah. I, I'm not a Premier League fan. I don't support anyone in the Premier League. I'm down in League Two, in Newport County. So I've seen That's a lot of non-league sweet. and lower league stuff. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, so that's your team is Newport. Newport County, yeah, the the mighty Newport County in League Two. We lost oh, in the playoffs. Don't get year. him talking about Newport County. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> you talk about roller coaster rides with supporting sports fans. You try being a Newport County fan. It's uh, twenty five <laughs> years in non league. <laughs> yeah, but that's the best thing about it is, is right is to just support a team and then <laughs> through the ups and downs of how awesome it is, it's cool. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, Tom, I just want to ask you straight up. Uh, do Do you remember? clearly with the first time you heard yourself on radio like was it was it like a big deal was this like was it the college time or was it more that when you got on the big dallas station that was more memorable uh it was definitely during college days and they played a song called uh what would they play they played uh it was red light okay 
and it was off of Red Light was on our it's on the home record, but it was also on one of our first cassettes. But it's about Dipset, love it. And it's uh, I don't know if you remember, you know the Morrison Corn Kit sign. No. <laughs> you remember that Denton, like on the top of that thing, like the, say Morrison Corn Kits and flash that red light okay. thing up there? No. 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 If it wasn't anyway, a sports team, people wouldn't have noticed. That's what the I red was... light thing was about. And right. that was our first, when we were on radio, we were all sitting in the room and we thought that they were going to play One for Reality or something like that. And uh, George Mark decided he was just going to play Red Light. And so everyone like tackled me in the room or just like, dude, they're playing your, you know, song. <laughs> and that was really cool. And then Raise Your Hands got on their uh, Tales from the Edge CD. Okay. And then and, straight to the liquor uh, store as soon as you heard it or what was the, what happened after that? <laughs> well, that's when we first started getting lots of people at shows that knew the words to songs and stuff. Right. And that was, that's a cool feeling is when you start a tune and then you can look down there and like everyone's singing the words back at you that are strange not your friends they're like strangers so that was pretty cool that's probably the best thing ever is like you show up in some you know you show up in denmark and like everyone knows the words to your songs yeah. and it's cool it's like uh you didn't even know like it's being english that, that people know that much about you. yeah, <laughs> yeah right. well talking of denmark very quickly it's a euro semi-final tomorrow are you danish or english on uh, on this occasion this one's that's tough because my my favorite european city is copenhagen for sure yeah and but you know i'm english right right well so, that man united cowboys <laughs> and now england right. i know, I know. God, what's unbelievable i'm supporting I'm just, england i'm ruining everything <laughs> as a as a proud welshman it's i just can't support england in anything i know i'm half welsh does that help what? well you name my best friend again it's yeah. <laughs> how, how are you half welsh it's uh, that's an interesting uh, family tree we got we my my brother and i got the most boring thing it's like we're half english and half welsh Okay. Oh. So, like, so that's where that's so the okay, all right? Welsh can sing well. You see, so that makes it. Beefy's the only Welshman that can't sing in tune I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> I know we got we got something from that. Well, who are you pulling for? I mean, it's like I'm thinking it's going to be England and Spain in the final. Oh. What, what are you thinking? Oh. I, I think Italy are probably too good to be completely honest. And because England haven't left England in this whole tournament, it, the travel factor right. is pretty big. So I think England should have enough to get to the final but i think they'll play italy who have who haven't lost for 33 matches now or something so that's a pretty Jeez. good run mm-hmm. um, and they're the they're probably the best all-round team but the fact that england haven't traveled is so much in their favor uh, and they love the crowd yeah. on their side as well i think well no let's not think of that it's the worst possible scenario england winning this thing but you know england never pulls that off <laughs> exactly right that hopefully they lose on penalties in the final be brilliant <laughs> You know they're not going to pull that off. It's like, come on. I mean, they they need a win like that, but there's no, they just can't. I just don't see them doing it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm wanting it to happen, but I'm also pulling for Denmark just because of the, you know, I think people are overdoing the Ericsson thing. It, I think that it's uh, cool that they're like, oh, let's all play for Christian yeah. and, you know, the whole thing. But it, uh, the announcers are really overdoing it, like, because <laughs> that's the story of the yeah. whole tournament, right? No, it is. It is. It's it's right. Hey, we've got some quick facts here. I didn't realize you've got a bit of a link to uh, Australians. You've got a link to the Hoodoo Gurus with producer Charles Fisher, who did all their yeah. stuff. How I'm not sure how that? familiar you are with uh, the Hoodoo Gurus work. Yeah. 
what's my uh, scene and man, all that. That's funny. That's a deep. Di- I can't believe you uh, <laughs> looked that up. Charles Fisher is so super cool. Like he, um, man, that guy is a funny guy. Um, is is he Australian? Because obviously the Hooter yeah. Gurus are. Oh, he's an Aussie. Okay. Okay. Uh, which which record did he work on of yours? Uh, it was Byzantium. Okay. He, yeah. Yeah, he was on there. But he, man, he's a that guy is a cool guy. And yeah. I've actually been looking for him for years. Oh. He just doesn't. He doesn't do social media or any of that right. stuff. You know. You know what's real funny is um in australia our on our spotify stuff and we todd and i we just can't figure it out because we never had a chance to play australia like we got released there first okay and but we were on warner brothers and then interscope got sold to universal so uh universal didn't want us to go to australia because warner brothers still owned all the Mm -hmm. stuff so they didn't want to make them any money right so we never ever got to play Uh australia but you could probably still get down here now now. oh and once covid's done i reckon i'm I'm not joking when i say this because i do some music stuff as well and i work with a couple of promoters Mm -hmm. i am going to get you guys to australia we're going to do we have to it's like our in our top five cities four of them are all australian yeah and it's been that way for two years and we're like we don't understand it it's like there's london and then the rest are all australian and we're like and what i'll do as well while you're here is unfortunately it's just the a league the australian league i will take Uh you to australia the a league soccer games the melbourne victory and sydney (laughs) fc and brisbane raw we'll work out the tour so it coincides (laughs) with the a league fixture so we can just get to the football (laughs) we won't be doing any media on the same day I'll make sure of that. <laughs> what time is it there right now? Uh, 11.56 p.m. Oh, my God. So you guys are getting the games like at 2 in the morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think tonight's oh. game kicks off at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the semis, yeah. But, uh, that that's, sucks. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's not like you've got it like at 10 o'clock in the morning just oh wake up have a coffee have some pancakes oh football's on yeah it's nice and it's so great now the premier league that you just wake up on the weekends and it's like you know yeah i do see, know you see brighton play at like 8 a.m and you're like this is great you know just crank the so TV when I, when i watch newport county and you talk about pre-internet and post-internet and everything else i never used to mm-hmm. get to see newport county at all and now now i can watch them live which is a godsend but during when we have um winter time i get to see them at midnight on a saturday night but during the summer when it's daylight savings that gets through to 2 a.m and if you're watching newport county versus crawley it is a tough <laughs> ass to wait till 2 a.m to watch and go to bed about four ish when you've when you've seen a grinding nil nil draw <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a tough drink right there. <laughs> for, oh my goodness, but it's worth it, right? Oh, I mean, it's cool that you get to see it live. Exactly now. right. Um, exactly. It's it's so great. Like, yeah. no, I can't believe we get to see those matches. It's awesome. Is the US not having the World Cup soon? So did they win the, win the rights? Or am I imagine No, they're that? going for the World Cup okay. uh, in. Well, it's all up in the air now. So, yeah, uh, twenty thirty is they're going for the rights. Okay, yeah, mm. well, that's a fair way off. Were you here when they had it? I, I've got a story because I was at UNT in 93-94. Now, I always vowed that I would not go and watch a World Cup unless Wales qualified. Now, if you know your football history, in 93-94, the qualifying, obviously the World Cup was in the US in 94, Wales Uh had to get a result against Romania in the very last qualifying game. Now, with 15 minutes to go, it's one all. We get a penalty. And in our team is Ryan Giggs, Ian Rush, Dean Saunders, Mark Hughes, somebody else who was quite good. Who do we get to take the penalty? None other than Division 3's own Paul Bowden. 
who... Oh, my God. you got to let gigs take <laughs> Or Ian Rush or Dean Zorner or any one of those. Paul Bowden hits the bar. Five minutes later, Romania go up the other end of the field and score, and Wales don't qualify for their first World Cup since 1956. <laughs> Oh, my God. So I was living in the U.S. Wales were just about to qualify, and we didn't get there. God, how old is Giggs at that point? um, He would have been about 18, 19, I reckon, 20. Holy crap. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Disappointing, to say the least. In fact, I'm still not over it. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Mate, I need you to clarify one thing. Apparently, you still wear the same green pants on every TV appearance. Is this still the case? No, I don't know where that came from. I do have them, though. (laughs) I just saw, uh, when I was looking through some stuff, this was the number one fact about Deep Blue Something. Toby Pipes only wears green pants on TV. Yeah, we used to lie to people all the time. Ah, yeah. I still, I have those pants, and I have the same purple docs, too. Oh, nice. That were on the, in the video, but yeah, we used to, in interviews and stuff, just make up things constantly like that, but that's not true. <laughs> like, that's, I don't even know. I like that. I'm, I'm sh- like, sure, that wouldn't, uh, well, maybe they would still fit. I'm going to have to What, what sort of tone of green are we talking? Is it more of a turquoise, or is it is it a army uh, sort of uh, darker Lime. olive? Lime what are, what are we looking at here? No, they're like, they're full-on forest green, like velvet pants. Okay. Oh, velvet, nice. Yeah, like they, proper... were the, they were that too. Tiffany's video, right? And, um, before we get down to uh, Fifth Avenue or whatever, this uh, stylist lady or whatever was just like, "You're wearing this today." Okay, oh, and I was like, and that was that okay. for, the, for the rest of your career. That yeah. was that. No, I suffered that. I yeah. suffered that one with. Uh, I'm actually a musician too. I suffered red pants in a particular photo shoot, which um, I definitely can't fit them anymore anyway. So I don't need to worry about that. That being put away. Well, yeah. at least it was the it was the mid '90s, so things were a little baggier. So I think I can. Yeah, but those hyper saturated colors in the videos they they really that was a real '90s thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Purple docks, green velvet pants, and a big giant sweater on the on a horse. <laughs> what every '90s video dreamt of. Yeah. <laughs> I was the guy on the horse. Right. Yeah. But why not? <laughs> Yeah, you don't know how many times that I have to say that. That uh, you were in what band? Which one are you? I'm the dude on the horse. Yeah, you should have that kind of blown up and you know framed on the wall, just you on a horse. Yeah, it's me going really slow on a horse. Oh, don't worry. When we did 365 Days of Sport, Rob made me get on a horse as well. And the horse decided he wanted to go backwards, and then they made me spin the thing as well, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, in the video, you can tell there's a... Because it was a riding horse from Central Park, and so that horse in the city with all the cars, because oh, they yeah. wanted me to gallop that thing down the street like it was, you know, some Western or something. <laughs> and I was like, this horse is going... It's not going to do this. Like, it's freaked mm-hmm. out. And so right in front of me there's a lady walking with an apple and the horse is following the apple uh, <laughs> of course. about as slow as it could possibly go and i was like okay well i'm just on here like a five-year-old yeah. <laughs> horse park uh, going to breakfast in the middle of fifth avenue yeah. part-time stuntman uh, really yeah 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 that's it no, no safety net required. I did all my own stunts. <laughs> that's it one question and it's a yes or no answer does a worldwide hit set you up for life 
Um, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That's what everyone wants to know, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I really <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> uh, of course. Of course. Yeah, especially though, I mean, we weren't, uh, you know, we weren't the type that's going out and... You know, we're not buying Ferraris and no. big hat. Like everyone's, you know, we're Texas guys. And yeah, yeah. It's kinda, yeah. So we got... thought that the end was coming all the time, and so <laughs> no one really. We just saved money and didn't really. We're, we're the most. I think we've been uh, asked to do where are they now and like all these other things all the time, and eventually they stopped doing it because we're the most boring where are they now <laughs> story ever. Because it's like, yeah, our. Oh, you're still playing nice. for us, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our parents are nice and we saved all of our money and no one got on heroin so it's kind of, oh. we're, we're about as boring as it gets as far as the band thing goes we're mm. all still friends everyone yeah. talks to each other every day it's never too late for the heroin you know it's always there <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's not going away something that I'm, I'm trying to get to we'll get there eventually you know, oh. and then that'll be the best album ever oh. <laughs> very dark very dark yeah yeah and it's very dark yeah well well, Toby, we have to thank you for getting up early in the Texas summer because I know how uh, extreme heat it is and get up at 8 a.m. So we have to thank you for coming on at 365 Days of Sport. It is an absolute pleasure. I'm glad we got to talk to you and talk some weird shit, really. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's we, been fun and yeah. we got euros coming up we got we the euros coming up. up and you you get to stay up for the rest of the day and we get to go to bed we will see that and we hope that it is an italy england final so that england can lose at the last hurdle that would be absolutely <laughs> amazing <laughs> come on it's coming home right <laughs> oh let's hope not let's hope not uh we've got to wish houston dynamo the best for the rest of the season as we do with the rangers and no nobody wishes the cowboys the best of luck because they're just a nightmare when they're winning. Uh, so let's go, Dynamo. Let's go, Dynamo. A big shout out to Brian Ching, who's, an, who's a friend of the show as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love Brian Ching. I don't know if you remember Brian. He was uh, he had a left foot, and that was all about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> he he came on our show a few years ago when we were in, at the Houston Foot Golf Open. We went to. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So we wish you guys the best of luck and uh, deeply something. And I am not messing around when I say I'm going to bring you guys to Australia for a tour because that is a goal of mine. And we're going to get you guys over here watching some football, getting some sun and enjoying Australia for the tour that you never had back in 1995. I know. Let's do that. That would be fun. We definitely are going to do that. Toby, I've got to thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. And hopefully, let's catch up again soon and we'll touch base, you know, yeah. and just chat music music and sport and stuff like that like this show was meant to be all those years ago yeah let's do that <laughs> let's get going when the premier league kicks back yeah oh, definitely that'll be great all right mate you have a good day enjoy the football and we will talk to you oh let's make it a date whenever a couple of months time. all right thanks guys no yeah. problem oh rob well that was great enjoyed that very good that's very good of, work that was good one work, of our better, better interviews yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how good was he excellent really cool proper texan relaxed easy going gentleman yeah. really i've got to tell you he's just posted a video of a sloth putting his hand in the water a uh, good yeah yeah awesome there's no rush oh i've seen that video actually yeah he's loving life the sloth yeah, yeah, yeah. don't know where this is he's carving the water up he is he's loving it he's going, Whoa, what's this uh we gotta thank jack links beef jerky all the way from uh, wisconsin not texas best beef jerky on the planet awesome stuff 100% New Zealand grass-fed beef, Rob. You'll be there this time tomorrow. I will. Enjoying 100% New Zealand beef, probably. I'll be there in approximately 14 hours. That's enough time to solve David Bowie's labyrinth. Oh, okay, good. Mm. All right. This has been 
episode 205 of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. Thanks to Jack Links. Thanks to Toby Pipes of Deep Blue Something. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Robert Bryars. It's been an absolute pleasure. Outstanding. We'll see you next week.